0: Please open your Bibles with me this morning to Isaiah chapter 62 for an opening passage of Scripture. It is our wonderful privilege to be in the house of the Lord of the New Testament and to worship His Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. We want to make His praise glorious, and we want to approach it from the perspective that we have been following for a number of weeks now, and that is a perspective of marriage between the church and the Lord. And I want to use these five verses from Isaiah 62, which describe that marriage relationship between Jehovah and the Old Testament church. Though if it applies to them, it applies better to us who live on this side of the cross. It will be spoken in terms that refer to them. They were captive in Babylon, and Isaiah in prophecy is seeing that captivity and is describing their deliverance from it, because the Lord had a love to them. I read to you the first five verses of Isaiah 62. For Zion's sake will I not hold my peace, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not rest, until the righteousness thereof go forth as brightness, and the salvation thereof As a lamp that burneth, and the Gentiles shall see thy righteousness, and all kings thy glory, and thou shalt be called by a new name, which the mouth of the Lord shall name. Thou shalt also be a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord, and a royal diadem in the hand of thy God. Thou shalt no more be termed forsaken, Neither shall thy land any more be termed desolate. But thou shalt be called Hephzibah, and thy land Beulah. For the Lord delighteth in thee, and thy land shall be married. For as a young man marrieth a virgin, so shall thy sons marry thee. And as the bridegroom rejoiceth over the bride, so shall thy God rejoice over thee. Amen Amen and amen. Without preaching these verses to you, since that is not my intent, I simply want to mention that God was going to bring his people out of Babylon with a mighty arm, and that other nations of the Gentiles and kings would see his great deliverance of them, and he would cover them with righteousness and glory. And they were, for a couple hundred years under the reign of Zerubbabel and the Maccabees until they degenerated prior to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. But I want you to notice that they were a royal diadem in the hand of God. They were a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord in the third verse. In the fourth verse, we have the explanation given right here in the verse what the word Beulah Land means. We sing a song sometimes called Beulah Land, and it means the married land. Married to the Lord. You can tell that by comparing the parallelism in the second half of verse 4. Thou shalt be called Hephzibah, and thy land Beulah. And here are the definitions of both words. For the Lord delighteth in thee, Hephzibah, and thy land shall be married, Beulah. It's Beulah land because the Lord's married us. As the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, we are His bride. And the New Testament teaches us that as well in Ephesians chapter 5, where the Apostle said, This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church, how that we are made of His flesh and of His bone. We are so tightly united together by the Holy Spirit of God That he without us is not complete and we without him can do nothing. Right. And then the fourth, the fifth verse, excuse me, the fifth verse. The joy that a young man has marrying a virgin, getting married at a young age and having a virgin bride. So shall thy sons marry thee. Those that will be coming would love the city of Jerusalem and its deliverance from its captivity. And as the bridegroom rejoiceth over the bride, so shall thy God rejoice over thee. And so we have another Bible passage that tells us in a metaphor that God's relationship to us, the church of either testament, is like the relationship of a man over his bride. And the Lord delights in us, and he rejoices over us, because we are his. He designed the whole drama of this universe for his great glory and pleasure in showing that he could pick an ugly duckling for his bride and make them glorious in the sight of all nations, of all men, and of kings. And so we're going to continue to follow that theme this morning and this afternoon in comparing the Lord Jesus Christ to any husband or groom that we could imagine because he is altogether lovely and superior to all of them. May the Lord bless this short explanation of these five verses to your understanding. Let us pray. Our Holy Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Heavenly Father, In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we approach thy throne, and we bless and we praise thee and thank thee for thy loving kindness toward us. We thank thee, Heavenly Father, that in days of old you found Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob wandering in a waste and howling way, and you took them and chose them and made them your people, and you settled the boundaries of all nations according to the number of your people. And Heavenly Father, you led them, you instructed them, and you cared for them as the apple of thine eye. Here in this passage, we see that nation, after they had sinned grievously against thee, and were in captivity, you had great zeal to declare these words, that as a young man rejoices over his young wife, And as the groom rejoices over his bride, so you took delight in your people Israel, and you recovered them from Babylon and put them again on Mount Zion in their own country, and where they could worship thee in a rebuilt temple. And we thank thee and praise thee, Heavenly Father, that Beulah Land means something to us more than a spiritual song that we sing. It means that we are married to the Lord and that you delight and rejoice in us. O blessed God, we thank Thee that we are on the other side of the cross of Calvary, where we are the bride, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, and that we have seen Him who was prophesied to come with the eyes of faith to know that we have a Savior, an intercessor, a friend, a brother, a high priest. He is our all in all at Thy right hand, and we thank Thee for Him. We thank Thee that the words of Scripture describe us as being his flesh and his bone and part of his body, and that he loves and delights in us like a perfect husband should love and delight, cherish and nourish his wife. We thank thee for this metaphor. We thank thee for this word picture that shows us your affection for us. And this day, by your blessing through the Holy Spirit, we will seek to lift up the Lord Jesus Christ As our perfect husband, that we might love him more dearly and follow him and serve him more perfectly. Father, forgive us our sins in Jesus' name. We confess to Thee that we are foolish, that our hearts are deceitful and desperately wicked, that the world entices us with its foolish and sinful things, that sometimes we give place to the devil And allow bitterness, anger, meddling in our hearts. O Lord God, have mercy upon us and forgive us our transgressions. We thank Thee through Jesus Christ that we have free forgiveness when we come before Thee. We thank Thee for Thy faithfulness to receive His finished sacrifice for our sins and to cleanse us from all iniquity. Our Father... What we ask for ourselves this day, that we might see the Lord Jesus Christ more clearly, and that he might be made known to us from the pages of Scripture, and that this church might be strengthened and established in the most holy faith, and that our praise and worship will come up into thy holy presence. We pray as well for every church of saints scattered throughout the earth, and for every minister that calls upon thy name in sincerity and in truth that you will bless him and them as well as us. Our Father, we pray that you would yet preserve our nation. We have turned our back on thee, the living God. We have turned our back on the word of God, the truth and wisdom and righteousness that could guide us as a nation. We pray that you will preserve us by your mighty power. And that if it is time, O Lord, for... Thee to do thy strange work and to judge this nation, then please, O Lord, protect us within it and deliver us from it. And all the saints and all of your own that still love thee and still follow thee and grieve and groan at the abominations done around them, preserve every one of them. Heavenly Father, let the angel with the ink horn appear and mark their foreheads and deliver them from the slaughtering angels that righteously and justly should go through this nation and destroy. Have mercy upon us and forgive this nation that was granted greater privileges of truth and prosperity than any nation before it, and have turned its back against thee. O Lord, let us not be found with them in word or deed, but let us be found following Thee in the path of holiness. Heavenly Father, we pray for those away from us, especially our brother Adam in Michigan, that You will bless him today to represent Thee and Thy Word and us well in encouraging those brethren there to read and to study Thy precious Word. For those traveling, we pray Your mercies upon them. Blessed Father, now look upon us. And send the Lord Jesus Christ to walk among and around this candlestick of his. That our worship will be acceptable in thy sight. And that he will approve of all the goings on in this place. We thank thee for thy word. We thank thee for the gift of singing. That we are able to sing the praises of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now help us to do so. For it's in Jesus name that we pray. To whom belongs all honor and glory. Blessing and power, riches and wisdom, forever and ever. Amen.